0: The cornstalks rose above our heads. The breeze made them lean over us as if trying to close us in. I let out a gasp as I heard a wrestling sound along the ground. Footsteps? Mark and I both froze and listened.
1: those are some pretty good scary sounds (laughs) they were
0: we are here for uh you know consultation for tv show adaptations and also spooky noises that's right
1: (laughs) well greetings hello fellow book enthusiasts yeah welcome to the we read books podcast This is a show where we read books and then talk to each other about them, and hopefully you enjoy yourself while you listen. Yeah. That's what we want. (laughs) And if not, well, sorry. I don't know how to help you.
0: Maybe listen more, and maybe you'll get more used to it, or...
1: Yeah. You know. Maybe we're like some of the best books. You just have to get through the first couple of chapters, and then you're hooked. Right. Like every book ever. Just get to know us. Right. You know? That's all, that's all we're asking. Yeah, we're quite delightful. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> that's Wit And that's Mad. We're your hosts from now and in perpetuity. For as long as you listen. Yep, and... that means forever.
0: <laughs> Hopefully you're listening <laughs> that long.
1: <laughs> that would be really sick of you. Can you imagine just like, because there are some radio shows that go Mm -hmm. on for 20 years, 30 years, with the same hosts. I mean, Howard Stern has been
0: hosting.
1: Rocking along. (laughs) Like longer than either of us have been alive. Yeah,
0: we could be gray haired still doing this one day.
1: Yeah, at least a version. (laughs) We're not really
0: recording. We're just doing it (laughs) in two Cardboard boxes that we've set up on our, our table. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like that episode of New Girl when Nick meets, like, future Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he gets into his little cardboard thing and he's like, yep. boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop.
0: <laughs> it could be one of those situations.
1: Oh, no. But we'll
0: be so blissfully ignorant, we won't care.
1: Yeah. To everyone else, it's extremely grim. But <laughs> yes. to us, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh well, wow it, that took a turn, <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> if that interests
0: you you can uh, follow us on our social channels <laughs> uh, Instagram and TikTok are at we read books pod and our email is we read books pod 23 at gmail.com
1: Ew. <laughs> yep that's that's how you can contact us we made and it easy for you. It's really straightforward. Mm-hmm. I think before we talk about our book today, I may or may not have a snippet of news. News? Let's hear it. This could, this is more like a news, newslet. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> a, a baby news nugget. <laughs> oh, I
0: like baby news nugget. <laughs>
1: This is a Baby News Nugget. Um, I was listening to a podcast. So there's an Instagram account that I follow called Ailyn Godkiller. And she, obviously she posts all just, like, Sarah J. Maas mm-hmm. universe stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she reposts a lot of, like, fan art and stuff. And a lot of the fan art is lovely, obviously. Well, she and her sister went on a podcast I'm going to have to look it up because I'll feel like a real dick if I don't say it. (laughs) Give them their... Give them their proper accolades. Yeah. Home recently played. Okay, so the podcast is called You're Gonna Be Great. Oh, nice. So the episode was released today, actually. And it's really talking about, like, the relationships in the Sarah J. Mass universe. Today being October fourth. 4th. So, I listened to the episode, and they kind of talked about how the rumored, semi-confirmed Avatar show Mm -hmm. may have been axed. Oh. Not confirmed that this is true, but... Uh, apparently, so Sarah had a contract with Hulu, mm-hmm. and last that I heard through the TikTok verse was that there was like a writer, and they were going through like scripting, like season one, hadn't started casting or anything, but there was like, there was contracts with Hulu signed, there's a writer, maybe showrunner. Mm-hmm. Like, there was actual, like, shit in, like, in the works. Yeah. But, apparently, Sarah on her personal Instagram, like, deleted some of the posts she made about the show. Hmm. And there hasn't been any, like, updates. So, potentially the show has been shelved. Oh, man. So, for everyone out there who was waiting with bated breath, for the Akitar adaptation may have to wait longer than they anticipated. Maybe they just
0: couldn't come to a equal decision about how to represent it on screen.
1: That's, I mean, and that's, you know, uh, if, if that would be the case, I would say kudos to Sarah for mm-hmm. not compromising. Yeah, not you know? settling. Yeah. For sure. I think we talked about this in a previous episode, and I said she needs to take, if she wants her books adapted which mm-hmm. by popular demand would they would be successful oh yeah she needs to go to hbo or showtime yeah these are not hulu level storylines this mm-hmm. is hbo showtime shit
0: yeah i mean well not only the saucy aspects but just simply the fantasy aspects yes. i just don't feel like hulu maybe has the i don't know the budget or the resources for such a world mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I can't think of a big fantasy juggernaut that they have done.
1: Yeah. And maybe
0: I'm just totally forgetting something, but it's not something that that I would peg them for.
1: Right. I think Amazon potentially could pull it off because they. Have Wheel of Time Mm -hmm. and Rings of Power, which I still have not watched. I'm a little bit in denial. But I know it's
0: gorgeously filmed. It is gorgeously filmed. And uh, there are storylines in it that I really enjoy. And then in retrospect, there were some that, not that I didn't enjoy, were just... Not as pleasant to watch. I mm-hmm. don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how to describe it. Yeah. It was fine. But yeah, I, I the whole time I was trying to reconcile how the Galadriel I know from mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings was the Galadriel in the Rings of Power show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She just, she just had a totally different vibe. Yeah. Both I strong women,
1: just in different... Didn't seem like the same person. Yeah. Right. I get that. Yeah. I uh, absolutely... Think that it might be uh, for all of the like Akatar girlies out there, mm-hmm. it, it might be a blessing in disguise if it the Hulu version has fallen through mm-hmm. and Sarah has the opportunity to continue to shop that around because yeah. I think another network would be way more successful. So especially because. It's a high fantasy world, and cinematography is going to be really important. Casting Mm -hmm. is going to be heavily scrutinized. Yeah. But a lot of people who love these books are coming for the sex scenes. (laughs) Well, that was a bad choice of words. Um, They're here for the sex scenes. Yeah. At least, that's at least 50% of it. Like, there's you're so, very
0: likely true I would be so coming for people. the other half but yes I mean that is a huge part of the yeah. book series which yeah. intensifies as the book go on exactly so because yeah you,
1: you have so many book talkers out here that now part of their book reviews when they're because there's a very specific side of book talk that is there for it, that they're only doing spicy books Mm -hmm. and so when they're reviewing a book they do a disclaimer like this book is good but there is very little spice right because some people just aren't interested in reading it if there's if there aren't intimate scenes which to each their own right that's not my gig if it's there it's there if it's not it's not right but people will be guaranteed disappointed if they get to like chapter 55 in the Mm -hmm. second book Mm -hmm. and it's not where it's supposed to be right it doesn't hit but
0: also this is not pornography <laughs> right <So laughs> I know there how is
1: you... <laughs> a limit <laughs> I don't know how to I don't know how they're going to balance that because I th- I do think that there is a subsect of the fandom that would be very disappointed if they don't see three full frontal male nudities at least once you are right. all of... right all they're will be at, le- at least a small riot in the streets if they don't see a Reese, <laughs> Cassian, and as Dick on the screen. For sure. Now, how are we going to – I just don't know how receptive other viewers are of full frontal male nudity uh-huh. on TV. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't know how you uh, play that because I've only, I only know one show that's a TV show and not mm-hmm. a film. Mm-hmm where you actually see male genitalia, and it's shameless. That's a Mm showtime. But it's only one episode. It's very brief. And it's not, like, in a sex scene moment either. He's, like, asleep. (laughs) So (laughs) it's not sexy. Mm -hmm. It's just there. I think it's for, like, comedic purposes, Mm -hmm. because that character's kind of goofy. Mm -hmm. And I think that... it's just like a whoop, yeah. there it is. Yeah. It's yeah. not meant to be like a sexy moment, mm-hmm. so I don't know how that's going to play yeah. on screen to be honest. <laughs> so <sighs> ladies, you might not get any bat boy penis on the screen. I just I just don't know how that I don't know how it's going to fly.
0: Probably the 1% of the population <laughs> that like just wants to see the story and doesn't care too uh, much about
1: <laughs> Yeah. The spicy bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I actually didn't know. I read them before.
0: Yeah, the I don't think talk. I went into it even knowing that it no was idea. there. Yeah. And then by then, I was. You were already in. In the story. And yeah. I was like, well, I gotta know what happened. So, here we go.
1: <laughs> I know. It's so st- so strange. Like, because I had read all of Throne of Glass before I read any of A mm-hmm. And there's. Not very many I was going to say a
0: handful at most over the entire series. And they're not
1: even, yeah, they're not even in the first five books. Several, yeah. So, you know, by that time, you've had such a buildup. You've had such a, like, that slow burn situation Mm -hmm. that when it happens, it feels, like, a lot more satisfying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In ACOTAR, it's kind of like... Hey, Yeah,
0: I feel like, is it, I thought maybe there was only one scene in the first book, but then after that, the like, all bets were off. But I can't mm-hmm. remember now, it's been so long.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's only one sex scene in the first Akitar. Mm-hmm. And then the second one has more, but not, like, it's not crazy. And then the third one on, is just like... And the last 50/50. one, the last one, it's like every other page. Right. And it's like increasingly graphic. Yeah. It didn't bother me still. I just warn people that Nesta is
0: nasty. And I don't yeah. mean like in a judgy, gross way. I just, you know. She's a more, more in like the, she's a naughty girl. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, whoa. That's true. Yeah. Well, Nesta. A- <laughs> I didn't, I didn't expect that from you.
1: Yeah. She's a lot more like freaky than. Like Farahs are still like a little on the sweet side, mm-hmm. but Nesta, she a freak. <laughs> and but the problem is when I read Silver Flames, I, I I listened to it at work, Mm-hmm. and I was just like, Oh boy, okay. What am I get? First of all, what am I going to do all day if I'm not listening to this? But also, if what if my headphones die and my <laughs> Audible doesn't pause like it's supposed to and then it's just like mid sex scene just full coital. Yeah, that's the
0: that's the <laughs> deepest fear of any audiobook reader that is reading these books is the battery on my headphones better be full.
1: <laughs> we got we got to have full charge here cuz yeah. this is this can't this can't be this, no Right. Cuz if you're listening to like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter it's just like whatever like mm-hmm. no one cares. Mhm. But if your shit starts to blare out in the middle of the office and it's like basically audio porn, you need yeah. to raise some brows.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. For sure. Um,
1: (laughs) So anyway, that was the the news corner. So um, after the news corner, we are talking about a childhood classic today. Indeed. This is part of our more on theme spooky season. Yes. Because it is now October. Mm -hmm. Um, It was 91 degrees the other day. So that's really annoying. Not setting the scene at all. Mm -mm. If I have to wear shorts in October, we have a problem. Right. Like severe. But it is supposed to be 60 degrees on Friday, so... um, I'm thankful. Yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Very thankful. I'm about to riot.
0: Yeah. At least it suits the book, because the book is set in summer.
1: It is set in summer. So... We are doing a Goosebumps book called The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. I keep wanting to say The Scarecrow Walks at Night, Yes, midnight.
0: But also... Spoiler alert, they are not reserved for just walking at midnight. They That's walk. True. That's true. All night. At all times.
1: Uh, during the day. Yeah. Okay, so the scarecrow walks. Yeah, the scarecrow basically. walks. Basically.
0: <laughs> but I think at midnight sounds spookier. It does sound <laughs> <or something>.
1: spookier. <laughs> but what's funny about the scarecrow walks at midnight, it sounds like a code phrase.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> does sound like a secret code that you use to, <laughs> to get into a secret yeah door. it
1: does i agree like that's all i could think about at first I'm like the scarecrow walks at night hey well, the scarecrow walks at midnight <laughs> now
0: let me in and the black cat prowls at one you know like well yeah, <laughs> like you're saying it and there's gonna be a, there, response. a response
1: yeah <laughs> but yeah so the,
0: is this our first quote-unquote children's book other than the harry potter books yes Okay. I kind of forget that those are, again,
1: children's books. I kind of separate because I think The Hobbit is technically a children's book, right? Too, but like the Harry Potter fandom are, mm-hmm. they're our age. Right. And Lord of the Rings fandom is spans all right. ages. Basically.
0: And the Harry Potter books, like the books matured with the reader. Yes. Whereas I feel like Goosebumps books are made for a specific demographic, mm-hmm. which is perfectly fine and great. Yeah. Just different. Just
1: different,
0: yeah. Um, if you don't know, uh, the Goosebumps books were written by R.L. Stein, and this particular one was published in May 1994. Dang! I should have looked up how many Goosebumps books. Bur- <laughs> I should have looked up how many Goosebumps books there are, because there's not only just the main run, but then he did other ones as well, not just Fear Street, but. There are so many different kind of groupings, and then I was surprised to find that he also did like silly books and you know other stuff like that. So mm.
1: this says the original Goosebumps books from ninety two to ninety seven. There were sixty two of them. Nice. Dang, that's so many. <laughs>
0: yeah, Caleb's going to be so ashamed of me that I didn't just know that off the top of my head because we have been collecting them mm-hmm. and we have a little checklist. And we're only missing, I don't know, I think maybe 10 at this point. Yeah. So we've gotten a lot of them, but I just, I couldn't remember what number that list went up to. And like I said, we've gotten some of the outlier ones mm-hmm. as well that are like, you know, again, he's going to be so ashamed I can't remember <laughs> their. Their are title, but there's other groupings of other little spooky stories that he's done besides mm. just the Fear Street series, which they turned into a show on on Netflix.
1: Mm. Really? hmm Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Is it, like, age-appropriate, like, for kids, or is it for adults? Um, I would say that one's more
0: young adult or okay. teen yeah. and older. Not for children, but not, like, so mature that you have to be... A certain age to, mm-hmm. to watch it. <laughs> In C-17? Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, it, it was fine. I I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. There was like a c- couple of the episodes that I liked more than the others.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So obviously R.L. Stein has written quite a bit. He apparently wrote under a pen name, Jovial Bob Stein, which is funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joe Field Bob.
1: That's why I threw that in there. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't even know that he wrote
0: humor books.
1: Yeah. So he so wrote dozens of joke books and humor books for kids. Some of them were called How to Be Funny, 101 Silly Monster Jokes, and Bozos on Patrol, which is
0: funny <laughs> <laughs> say, does that sound scary to you to clowns uh
1: no no, no clowns okay. don't bother me he also created a magazine called bananas he worked on it for 10 years and his first teen or novel was called blind date and it was published in 1986 and i think this was his first one under the name rl stein yeah. um his other works are beach house hit and run the babysitter the girlfriend the 62 <laughs> goosebumps books beer street and an adult novel called superstitious which is kind of
0: interesting that yeah we, we mentioned that during this book review we do because superstition plays its part it really does a little bit anyway
1: yeah but
0: let's get into the book here's the short plot summary it is focused on jody and her brother mark as they go to their grandparents' farm for the summer. Although it's not the most exciting place to go, they always have a great time. However, this year, things feel different, and they feel a bit off. And one night, Jody thinks she sees the scarecrows in the field begin to move.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. Intrigue.
0: That would be alarming for any age.
1: Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. So we'll go through our characters real quick. There aren't very many. Mm-hmm. So we have Jody. She's our protag and she's 12 years old and has really bad allergies and long blonde hair. And then we have Mark, her younger brother. He's 11 and his favorite words are cool, weird, and gross. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit lazy. Yeah. Actually, he reminded me a lot of my younger brother. Really? When we were younger.
0: <laughs> I was going to say Mark seems like like the stereotypical
1: 11-year-old boy. Yes, definitely. Now we have Grandma Miriam. She is... The kid's grandmother. And she makes amazing pancakes for breakfast. They're chocolate chip pancakes. Mm-hmm.
0: That's her, like, claimed fame. It's Yeah. Her at blade. least with the kids.
1: <laughs> yeah. that They're, like, pumped for the pancakes. Oh, yeah. She's, like, short, chubby, round face, curly red hair, wears square glasses. She's giving very Molly Weasley here. hmm <laughs> um, I didn't think about it at the
0: time, but, yeah. <laughs> You're so right.
1: <laughs> and then we have Grandpa Kurt, He tells really great, scary stories. He's tall, broad-shouldered, handsome, wavy white hair, sparkling blue eyes, some stubble, currently using a cane. Mm -hmm. Whenever I was reading Grandpa Kurt, I was thinking of my grandpa. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got, like, white hair, Mm -hmm. really blue eyes, stubble. He's Mm -hmm. not tall and broad. Yeah. But – He was also very handsome in his youth. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is my grandpa Gibb. Yeah. R.L.
0: Stein was really bringing out the the descriptors in the the book. Yeah. He liked to paint a picture for you. Not on Tolkien level descriptor, but. Very
1: very few can
0: pull (laughs) that off. He does Um, a good job.
1: Yeah. Next we have Stanley. He is essentially their Mm farmhand he's skinny uh has big ears dark crew cut hair he's described as odd but nice and is very superstitious and carries around a book about superstitions um he's also worked for them for like 20 years yeah super long time yeah and stanley has a son who also lives on the farm with them and the son's name is sticks I don't... Did we get his actual first name? <laughs> no, I okay. don't
0: think so. Not <laughs> uh, that I remember. Like, because, yeah, I was like, oh, surely this is a nickname for something. But I only ever
1: heard him referred
0: yeah. to as Styx.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> Styx is Stanley's son. He's, like, 16. And he's got long black hair. He always wears, like, black clothes, <laughs> right? You know, it's 94, so... Yeah. He's your... Your goth kid. Your goth kid. <laughs> He has a history of being a prankster and he calls Jody and Mark city kids because they're like from New York City. Yeah. Yeah. So, so coming
0: to the farm. That's yeah. why, especially for Mark, it's not super exciting. Right. But they he always, like, wants to
1: like play his video games right. and read comics yeah. and
0: whatever. Wonders where he's going to watch MTV, which yeah. I was like, MTV shout out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, it was like the hot shit in 94. Oh, yeah mtv come on
0: i would sit there and wait with my blank video in the vcr to record
1: (laughs) the in sync
0: music videos when they would come on really yes that's that's awesome almost like you know having a blank cassette tape Mm -hmm. when on the radio waiting for your favorite song to come i would wait for my favorite music (laughs) videos to to play so i could record them and then watch them later
1: that's that's really great planning skills. <laughs> um, I definitely didn't do that. I just would not have had the I was technological wherewithal yeah. <laughs> to get that accomplished. But in sync touring. Back together. Back together. I've been seeing so much shit about it. I was not in NSYNC really, so I don't have a dog in the race. Don't care, but... Yeah. You know, for all the in syncers out there, congratulations. Yeah.
0: They were my first (laughs) concert that I ever went to, but even as a 12-year-old girl, I remember being like, I wish these girls would stop screaming so I can hear (laughs) the music. I was so irritated. Because that's all, like, most of the concert was just screaming. I was just, Mm -hmm. shush, please. I'm trying to listen to the music. They all came out on, like, mechanical bulls, and it was Whoa. a wild – I remember it being a pretty wild
1: – I was a, I was definitely a Backstreet Boys girl.
0: I got to see them in concert a handful of years ago. Oh, really? It was really? 2019. My,
1: okay, yeah, My
0: yeah. friend Kat was like, I got tickets. Do you want to go with me? I was like, absolutely, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and they put on a good show. They did yeah. great. They did a great I would, job.
1: I would go and see them and, mm. you know, live my nine-year-old fantasy. Yeah, for sure. I have never seen them. By the time I was, like, going to concerts, I was fully in my punk rock phase. Yeah. So, you know. I think my first real concert, like, not local band, but mm-hmm. True Blue show, my Aunt Sarah took me to see. It was Reliant K. Nice. Good Charlotte and Simple Plan. Ooh, very good lineups. So, I really, I think probably the best band of the three was probably Reliant K. Mm-hmm. The other two, <laughs> I mean, they're... Good, sure, but if I was going to go back and listen to one of those three right mm-hmm. now, I would pick Reliant K.
0: <laughs> Reliant they're K is fun. super good.
1: They're just so – they're really fun mm-hmm. as for, like, a pop punk. Like, mm-hmm. pop punk in general is yeah. fun, but
0: – Simple Plan, though, they were <laughs> on repeat in my car.
1: <laughs> I had a true – like, a simple, pan, a simple Plan phase in junior high, mm-hmm. but I grew out of it pretty quickly. Just the one album, I don't – the first one mm-hmm. – I don't remember what it was called, but, you know, I can't even name the songs now. (laughs) But I was never really a huge Good Charlotte fan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I listened to Good Charlotte, too, but, yeah, I liked Simple Plan far more and Reliant K.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was, like, my – I was probably 14, I think. Nice. She took me to see it. See them. Very cool. It was very fun. You know, my first, like, big show. Right. Right. I had seen, like, other local bands – like around, mm-hmm. your husband included. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually have that CD. You do? I can do. Can I? Can I? Can I burn your
0: CD? Yeah. Because I really want a copy of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Oh. Remind me, and I'll send it with you. Perfect. They signed it as well.
0: Oh, I don't want to take your CD. I'll bring it to my computer, and then I'll bring it back in in perfect condition, I promise.
1: (laughs) Make Caleb listen to the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. I haven't – well, I haven't had a car with a CD player in it in, I don't know, 10 years. We
0: can sit in my car after this and give it a go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever heard those songs? Yes, because they performed –
0: I don't remember how many years ago now, but they did kind of like a little reunion show several years ago. I think that you... Oh, this is not Muzzleloader. Oh, one of the other bands. Okay. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Then I may
0: have heard some of the songs, but I'm not 100% sure. (laughs) Okay. um,
1: I'm trying to... There was another local band in the area at the same time that we were seeing, Mm -hmm. and I get like their names mixed up. So I don't remember which one his was. Gotcha. Um, I know
0: he was in a couple different ones before Muzzle Loader. Yeah.
1: Cause there there was a Sherwood band Mm -hmm. and then Caleb's band. And Jaree was like dating the lead singer. I had didn't know any of them at this time. (laughs) I was like thirteen and my friend Abby was like, will you please come with me to the show at her church? Mm -hmm. And I was like, Abby, come on. No. (laughs) A church band? Get out of town. And she was like, please, my parents won't let me go by myself and blah, blah, blah. It was like a youth night situation. Mm-hmm. And she really wanted to go. So my friend Callie and I were like, fine, we'll go with you. Mm-hmm. Because we love you. But just for the record, we're not into it. <laughs> had no idea what we were going to see right, at all. Right. I was thinking like, because my family was all Baptists. Baptists do not have church bands. Right. <laughs> you know? So I had no idea. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be so lame. But we went and it was... Kalo's band oh nice and whenever i i mean obviously like i had no idea who these people yeah. were but whenever later my mom and dillard started going to their church uh-huh. the first time i went i was like i know that person <laughs> that guy on the drone. weird <laughs> i know that person <laughs> it took me a while to figure it out but i was like, yeah. going through my cds and i found i was like holy smokes it has clicked
0: <laughs> <laughs> it has clicked that's so great yeah Yes, I, I will be borrowing that. <laughs> listen to it on the way home.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Sweet. so fun. Because
0: my car does have a CD player, so I'm set up.
1: <laughs> I wish my car had a CD player. I have so many CDs that I just, like, don't use anymore. Mm-hmm. Kind of obsolete because of Spotify. Right. But, but when you have gems like this one. Right. How are you supposed to listen You know?
0: Yes. Unless they decide to upload it to Spotify, it's not going to be there.
1: That's right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Exciting. Oh, man.
0: Well, I guess we should divert off of memory lane. (laughs) Yeah. And get to this book.
1: (laughs) The plot points.
0: So we start out the book with Jody and Mark getting picked up at the train station by Mr. Stanley and you know, it's just usual chit chat conversation. You know, mm-hmm. just getting reacquainted. I, I get the vibe that they only come to their grandparents about once a year. Yeah, for the summer. And I so, think,
1: I think that's they. I think they say something like that.
0: Yeah, but so Stanley comes to pick them up, and they're having a nice little interaction. They drive through the little town, just called town, or at least that's what they refer to it <laughs> yeah. as. <laughs> but Stanley for some reason just starts muttering the scarecrow walks at midnight and Jody's like what you talking about
1: <laughs> Huh
0: and he just simply says that he read it in a book and Jody is confused and just thinks oh Stanley's just being his odd self you know yeah. and just thinks he's making a joke or just something she doesn't understand
1: Yeah I actually <laughs> It struck me the first few descriptions we get of Stanley, mm-hmm. because I think the first one is his ears are huge. And then the next one is, like, he isn't very smart.
0: I know. That made me so sad. I was like, and I don't remember. Is that Jody saying that? Or is that the perception that she's been given, like, from yeah. her grandparents? It's
1: her. I, it's It's not dialogue. It's just her perception Mm -hmm. since we get it all from her POV Mm -hmm. I'm just guessing this is her perception of him but then it says grandpa Kurt always says that Stanley Mm -hmm. isn't working with a full 100 watts
0: so terrible yikes
1: but I I have found that interesting that our first descriptors of him Mm -hmm. are that he has huge ears and he's not very smart right it's just like oh poor Stanley yeah
0: I mean because the kids seem to like him yeah. quite a bit. Like I said, yeah. they, they, they recognize that he is kind of quirky. Right. But they enjoy his company. Yeah.
1: And they've known him their whole lives. So yeah. I, I feel like when you know someone that long, you, you kind of stop noticing things like that. Right. I mean, I understand this is a book and they have to tell us, like, right. hey, Stanley's not very smart. Right. But... In general, you stop noticing that. That just becomes, like, that's Stanley. Right. Especially if
0: he's been in their lives their whole lives. Yeah. You would think that the bond would almost be a little more familial.
1: Right. Um, I agree. But I guess they only see him once a year, but they also only see their grandparents once a year.
0: Right. Unless they come up for Christmas, but they definitely don't go to their grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the summer.
1: Right. You know.
0: So, but yeah, I I found that to be quite a bummer. I was like, hey, now, why we gotta be throwing jabs? <laughs> I know.
1: I know. Oof. A little bit of a yikes there, but, right. you know. But we see them arrive at their grandparents' house, and the kids are pumped. Right. But the grandparents seem a little less energetic than they generally are and they notice that their grandpa kurt is limping pretty heavily and using a cane that he wasn't using Mm -hmm. the last year they were there so Mm -hmm. they notice right off that there's a little bit of a difference going on but they kind of just shrug it off yeah it
0: was kind of sad because jody was like i always look forward to the excited expression on my grandparents faces as they rush out of the house to greet us
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I know. Because I feel like they came out and greeted them, but it just, for it to feel off, like, you know, yeah. that expectation versus...
1: The reality. What? Yeah. 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 Dang, you know, expectations. hmm But it, it was a good,
0: obviously a good way to illustrate...
1: To start planting that seed. Yes. Like, something yes. is
0: amiss. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. So... Grandma Miriam suggests that Stanley show the kids the scarecrows that he has built. And Grandpa Kurt quickly changes the subject. So Mm -hmm. we've already got the scarecrows walk at midnight line. And now we're talking about real scarecrows that Stanley has built. So we already know. Something's up. Something (laughs) is up with these scarecrows. Right. Even if
0: no one told you that they might possibly walk at midnight, just scarecrows... Or not, you know, a jolly (laughs) sight. Yeah. Maybe if you live on a farm, it's more normal. But I just growing up, just anything with a face that's inanimate, like, it's just, it just has an air of, like, slight creepiness.
1: (laughs) I agree. I also don't know that scarecrows have been prevalently used on farms in a very long time. Certainly not around here. I grew up in a rural area. Yeah, I guess I've never
0: seen any around here.
1: Never seen a scarecrow in my life. Like in a field, like yeah. a practically scarecrow. That's yeah. not fall decor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know that uh, in reality they're used, really.
0: Yeah. At least not anymore. Yeah. Perhaps back. Way back. Yeah, they were. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, they had to have been at some level. Right. Because what, e- either way. Right, right. <laughs> They're a thing at some point in history. Right.
0: But yeah, so yeah, we already have the inkling, like, to be suspicious of right. these scarecrows. Yes. Um, so later, they, they always take this the, their traditional tour of the farm, just kind of, like, walking the, the area. And Stanley tells the kids that his book told him how to make the scarecrows and how to make them walk at midnight. And he tells them that he is their boss. Mm-hmm. but again he doesn't really elaborate so he's just like making these wild comments
1: yeah <laughs> amidst
0: their they're hanging out and they're going they're going about the farm
1: <laughs> yeah which honestly this made me wonder how long has stanley had this book right and it's it doesn't seem like he had this book the last time they were there right and so so, I'm wondering, because they kind of brush off what he says, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if maybe he has always kind of just randomly said random things. Right. Because, like or, I said, they
0: do say that he's odd as well as not just stupid or slow, but they yeah. you know, so maybe they, yeah, they just think he's being... Right an oddball or or whatever, but especially if he's always been superstitious, even before he got this book, you know, Mm -hmm. he strikes me as the type of person that would be concerned if a black cat crosses path or someone Mm -hmm. that wouldn't walk under a ladder you know, kind of thing. Right. Like, yeah. Superstitious in that way, though, this book doesn't necessarily seem like it's really superstitions that it focuses on, except for the fact that like when it tells them to like circle the barn three times or whatever for good luck, you know, but
1: Yeah, right. It's just, uh I just wonder if his, his behavior in, like, talking about this book constantly and talking about these scarecrows and saying mm-hmm. that they walk around, if that's a departure from his general personality mm-hmm. as they know him. Yeah. Or if this is just new weird strange maybe he like
0: fixates on like a specific thing and just kind of like continually talks about it so maybe they just think that this
1: is his his new like hobby hobby like last year his hobby was like model boats and bottles and he just talked about it the whole time they were there right and this time it's scarecrows. yeah yeah that yeah that could be (laughs)
0: or something like that
1: (laughs) right yeah i mean that like that you know same Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. When you're in a new hobby, and that's like all you're thinking about, really right. true. It's very true. Or in an old hobby, yeah, that you've been doing your whole life, mm-hmm. like reading books. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> if
0: you're in the middle of a really good book, like there have been times, especially when I was like reading *Legendborn*, that I was like, "Oh, Caleb, I want to talk to you about this so bad, but you I won't know. have any idea what I'm saying to you." <laughs> I know, it's which it so would probably tough. sound as like odd oh, as sure. the Scarecrow walks at midnight. You know, yeah. like. Right. Yeah. The exactly. the <laughs> the scions came out and they were doing this to the to the shadowborn. He'd be like, Yeah, okay,
1: sure. <laughs> yeah, right, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, there's nothing nothing that makes you feel more compelled to like talk to someone than reading like a really good book.
0: Right. So they that maybe they're just passing it off. Yeah. like He just loves this this superstition book.
1: This book must be the shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I want to know where he got
1: it. I agree. I need to know more. We need to ha- we need some backstory on Stanley and this book. Yes, I agree. Because it's it's giving very um grimoire vibes.
0: Yeah. Yes, I
1: agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so during their grand tour, yeah, we uh, he's taking him to the scarecrows, and this is when Jody kind of thinks she sees one moving for the first time Mm -hmm. and it like tries to grab her. And she's like, "Ah!" yeah, freaking out, obviously, (laughs) but it turns out that it's just sticks. Yeah. Stanley's son is, uh, you know, just trying to pull a little pranky prank. Right. And scare her. Right. And Mark. And it works. But then he kind of gets a little serious with her and he's like, Hey, shit's different here. Like, things have changed. Right. But he doesn't elaborate.
0: No. I just think that this is, especially with what he knows or could know, Mm -hmm. this is not a good joke. No.
1: Not a good (laughs) joke. At all. Right. And... (laughs)
0: <laughs> and she just had, I think at this point, she just had, like, a scare, or at least the book kind of gave us a little false scare mm-hmm. about the corn being, like, rotten or gross. Yeah,
1: the worms. Yes,
0: yeah. yes. But then Stanley's like, hey, no, that's normal. It just happens sometimes, yeah. you know. So it's not like there's a curse upon the farm or anything. Yeah. But to be kind of like, ah, worms, and then be grabbed by a scarecrow. Right. Like, you know, she was already on edge.
1: <laughs> yeah, She she's at the jump scare yeah. portion. And then sticks just gets her. Yeah. But. And then
0: being a, all cryptic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, and here, here's where my mind was just like, why doesn't he just say what's different? I know. Because that would, obviously the answer to that question is the rest of the book would be unnecessary.
0: Right. Just like most movies, specifically rom-coms, like it's a situation where one conversation would fix everything. literally. But if that happened, then you wouldn't have a story to tell.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, that's like there. There are a lot of uh, like memes in regards to like the Harry Potter series yeah. where <laughs> yeah. like one decision at the beginning, like when Harry is a tiny baby, they're like, let's not leave this kid with the Dursleys, who clearly are very, very anti wizard and pieces of trash. Right, like there's just so many where it's like if this would have happened. Harry Potter would not have been a series. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was like the you know, <laughs> yeah. the beginning of Sorcerer's Stone, and then yeah, they the let end. him stay with the Weasleys instead.
1: The end, you know, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious. But I mean, it's true on some level, every book has to have a plot device to move the story forward, right? And I know, like, as long as you don't see the seams of that, yes, it's you're not gonna notice it until you're like asking this question right any book any story there's going to be some element where you have to suspend your disbelief
0: right especially when you're from the point of view of a child like yes you know um, some children would just be like no tell me and you know punch the crap out of someone until they divulged it but that's not Jody's vibe she's just like what is going on what Yeah. I don't listen. I'm just here for the farm fun. Like yeah. don't mess with
1: me. <laughs> She's trying to vibe at the farm. Right. And Styx is like yikes.
0: Yeah. She's <laughs> like whatever you always tease us. You always yeah. prank like yeah. Get away. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's clear, like, that the relationship that Jody and Mark have with Sticks is just not one that involves a lot of trust. No. So she just does, can't take him seriously. No, so also. she's not going to ask him to yeah.
0: elaborate. She's just like, yeah. whatever, you're just trying to scare me.
1: They're not in each other's confidence, so it's not like nope. she's going to level with him. Like, okay, <laughs> let's get some serious going. What do yeah, you mean?
0: Right, right. <laughs> you and I, on the other hand, would <laughs> be like,
1: tell me now or I'm calling – Oh, yeah. The train station. I, I absolutely hate to be left on, like, a cliffhanger like mm-hmm. that, especially in, in, like, conversation with yeah. people. Yeah. Like, it is absolutely unacceptable for someone to send you a text and be like, hey, can we talk later? Yeah. I'm sorry. No. We can talk now. Yeah. I'm gonna call you right this minute and you're gonna tell me what you gotta tell me. Absolutely. we there's none of this. None of this is gonna happen. Right.
0: I understand that just like bombarding a person with said topic, you know, you gotta have some sort of like way in mm-hmm. but yeah talk later no 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 yeah we need to talk now <laughs>
1: i would i would rather you just call me and have z like no greeting no prelude just immediately tell me yeah then send me a we need to talk later bitch <laughs> <Yeah>. no <laughs> my mind is already full of chaos it's mm-hmm. like a it's the amazon jungle in there it's not good on mm-hmm. a normal day so mm-hmm. i will full spiral
0: yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what I come up with will be 10 times worse oh. than what you have to say, even if what you have to say is pretty awful. Yes. Yeah, so I'll worse. find a scenario that is yeah. a million times worse. Exactly. So you might as well just save me the worry and the misery and just tell me.
1: Yeah. It's going to be easier for everyone. Everyone. To j- just say, just say what yeah. you got to say. Because then you put the person in a <laughs> heightened state of stress. Exactly. To receive what you've got to say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But luckily, Jody's child mind just is like, okay, whatever, sticks, if you're not going to elaborate.
1: Yeah. I, at 12 years old, I would have, uh, I would Mm -hmm. be like, nah, you gotta tell me now. Right, exactly. I'm going to need to know these. (laughs)
0: Yes. I'm I'm not moving from this spot until you tell me.
1: (laughs) It's probably, that's probably like an anxiety reaction. (laughs) Like, I, it can't be left in a state of heightened curiosity Mm -hmm. for too long. right, right. Maybe that's why I don't like to make myself doctors' appointments or dentist appointments. <laughs> the stress and anticipation yeah, is just too much. It's too much for me. Like my delicate constitution.
0: <laughs> but apparently Jody's made of stronger stuff than us, and she
1: just she just <laughs> yes, lets that role. She's like, "All right, it's <laughs> Sick. Right,
0: right." She's like, "Okay, weirdo." Anyway, so uh, they just they you know they have dinner that night and. Things still feel off. You know, grandma and grandpa are really quiet. Mm-hmm. And normally they're asking them about the, you know, their lives and telling stories and laughing. And they're just not. Yep. And Sticks is all tense. But Stanley's just... Bebopping
1: here. You know, yeah.
0: Just acting normal yeah. at the dinner table. Living yeah. it up. And, uh, you know, Jody's just kind of remarking on upset by the changes that she's seeing in her grandparents. Mm-hmm. The behavioral is one thing, but like she keeps talking about how like they seem older Yeah, and, and we don't really ever go back to that. So I just kind of wonder if it's just <laughs> stress or whatever, but yeah. also I guess maybe just remarking on the realization that children, you know, especially if you haven't seen them for a year, yeah, you know, yeah. as people age, things change. So she's just very upset by this.
1: Yeah, she does remark on it more than once how old they look. Mm-hmm. I also think that a love, like, constantly being in a state of, like, solemnity mm-hmm. is, it probably makes you look older. Yeah. yeah. Instead of what she's used to is, like, the excitement. Relaxed, relaxed, and, relaxed yeah. Yeah. and jovial. That that kind of brings out your youth. Yes. So, yes. when they're very serious and stoic, mm-hmm. it probably does accentuate their age yeah so the whatever's going
0: on change that's happened in them is still very obvious and bothersome to her mm-hmm. um, but after dinner they go to relax in, i guess like i think it was like a den or whatever like you know just kind of like a the living room or whatever and mm-hmm. jody remarks on this taxidermy bear that her grandpa killed so we kind of get a little story about his hunt hunting prowess and How he, like, killed this bear and rescued two other hunters in the process Mm -hmm. and stuff. But uh, Jody is not a fan of this bear.
1: Doesn't like the bear. No.
0: But, uh, you know, in seeing it and kind of talking about that story, it's like, oh, yeah, Grandpa, tell us one of your classic scary stories. You know, we love to hear those. And he Mm -hmm. just claims that he doesn't know any. Which is so strange. What do you mean? You have told me them my whole life.
1: Yeah. You don't know any. You don't know any stories? What do you mean?
0: Alright. So more disappointment. Yeah.
1: So they didn't get their scary stories. Mm-mm. Their grandparents are grandparents are acting all weird. Mm-hmm. The vibe is just off. Yeah. And they're like, uh, what is happening here? Right. So they're getting ready. For bed, Jody's like in her room, and she notices the scarecrows out of her window, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like, "Hmm, something is happening," and she notices that the scarecrows are all like starting to twitch a little, and they're like pulling on their the poles that they're on. <laughs> Ooh. And she's like, "That's a no from me." <laughs> yeah. and she's trying to go tell her grandparents but their door is closed and clearly they've already gone to bed so she locks the windows and ignores it and tries to go to sleep i don't know how she
0: did that um i would have just sat there and stared probably out my window all night in a state of panic yeah i would have been banging down my grandparents door to be quite honest
1: I probably actually would have done exactly what she did. That would have definitely been my <laughs> Even, response. like, I'm being irrational. Right.
0: This is clearly my mind playing tricks on me. Yeah. We're just going to barricade the windows just in case. Yeah. And go to yeah. sleep. And yeah. hope that it goes away in the morning.
1: <laughs> or I would have, like, snuck into Mark's room and been like, hey, Mark, uh, will you come and sleep in my room right. tonight? And then we would have slept in the room together and I right. would have just like slept with the covers like pulled up. That would have been my my move in this yeah. scenario. Yeah. But I definitely would not have woken up my grandparents or parents, nor would I have. I probably wouldn't have slept that well. Mm hmm. But I would have tried to pretend that the scarecrows were <laughs> not doing what they were doing.
0: Understood. Understandable.
1: <laughs> you know, just ignore it, it'll go away. Right?
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I probably would have freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that makes more sense. But I do think she does have a restless night of sleep. Yeah, I think she does. Yeah. She has the idea of pancakes to sustain her. And she is like, it is pancake time. Here I come. Breakfast table. And all of a sudden she gets downstairs and there are no pancakes. Not even like being prepared.
1: None.
0: We get a box of cereal. And when Corn you're, ex- when you're expecting that. pancakes and you get a box of cereal, nah. especially as a child, that is like the height of disappointment.
1: So much disappointment. Like, especially they they went into great detail on these pancakes. Yes. Like, I, I want pancakes now. I am to, 100% yeah.
0: either getting pancakes or French toast for myself this weekend. Yeah. Because of this book.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Chocolate chip pancakes? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. I, I prefer blueberry, but... Um, Me too. Chocolate chip. Good, too. Yes. Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, you know. So just, this emphasizes even more that things are different. Yeah. Um, and we, we actually get a little scare. Again, Jody sees a scarecrow hand coming from her grandma's arm mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden she realizes it's it's just her grandma holding a broom. Yep. But she just blames her watery allergy eyes because obviously on this farm there are things probably afloating in the air and this yeah. like, especially this girl she lives in the concrete jungle she is not the, used to the yeah. pollen.
1: <laughs> yeah. And hay is like a yeah. major allergy for a lot of people. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah, we it, the I like the the quote unquote jump scares in the book, I feel like they're clever and not like cheaply done. You know, it's like they are explained away, but you can see where she didn't sleep while she's on edge. She thinks she saw them move. So it's like something like that would kind of mess with her, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I think it's well done like in his writing. I think I think those little spots in the book are. Very effective, especially for a young reader.
1: Yeah, for yeah, for sure. So when they sit down, Jody just decides to tell everyone about what she saw with the scarecrows at night. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Listen, I can't hold this in any longer." <laughs> and Stanley says it was just the wind, and she notices that her grandparents kind of like exchange glances. Yeah, and she's like, kind of putting that in her back pocket. She's right. like, hmm.
0: Okay. Again, as an adult, I'd be like, what is this? Yeah. What is this that we are doing right here? <laughs> yeah.
1: Seems like it's not the wind. Right. Am I right? Right. But kids are just like, oh, okay. Yeah. They're they're much more likely to accept an ex- explanation from an adult. Right. Right. And you're like, all right, well, okay, that's got to be true. Right. Because scarecrows don't move, so. Yeah. Who am I? Okay. So that... It- little thing happens and then it's kind of suggested that Stanley take the kids out fishing and so Stanley, Jody and Mark get their fishing poles and they go to the creek. Mhm. They're going to be fishing. This is when they circle the barn three times for good luck. Mhm. Which is strange. Yep. But whatever.
0: It's in the book. It's in the book. And Sticks and is busy. Jody's kind of like, "Why isn't Sticks coming with yeah, us?" But he's
1: like he's busy. So Jody is fishing and she feels like the scarecrow she they have to like wade into the creek so they're Mm -hmm. like standing in the water Mm -hmm. doing their fishing and she thinks that she feels a scarecrow grab her leg
0: yeah she feels like you know stringy strawy hands grab her ankles and start to tug
1: her down yeah and she like freaks out and falls down and then realizes it's just like a clump of like sticks and grass right. from the creek. This poor girl. She's like, damn it. <laughs> Got me again. Got me again. But then now she's like completely soaked through. Yeah. And she's done fishing. She's like, nah, I'm done with this. Right. So <laughs> I think Mark's like, You scared all the fish away. Yeah, he is. He's a care. <laughs> he has literally no care in the world at this point
0: no he seems to not notice a darn thing
1: yeah he's in la la land Mm -hmm. essentially until jody like forces him to acknowledge what's happening (laughs) right
0: right but yeah at this point you know she's scared away the fish in that area so stan and mark go to a little spot just a little down the ways and jody thinks she sees a scarecrow off in the distance And she's kind of wondering, like, did it follow us from the farm? Like, what is going on? so she looks away and looks back and it's gone. Mm -hmm. Pretty typical. Yeah. That's how it always goes. You never take your eyes off of it.
1: That's right. Same with spiders. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They disappear when
0: your eyes move away from them. Yep. But she does decide to tell Stan that she saw or thinks she saw a scarecrow, but that it disappeared and Stan kind of panics a little bit and says that he needs to go read his book or consult his book and he runs off. So this leaves Mark to carry the fishing poles and uh, Jody runs after Stan.
1: Yeah. Which I think it's, um I don't know. it Stanley and his like reaction to her saying all the stuff about the scarecrow seems strange. Mm-hmm. Like it, scares him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird, because at first
0: he's like, oh, it's just the wind. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta consult my book. So it's like, which right. is it? Right. Is it my imagination or something happening?
1: Yeah. Is it no big deal, or are you actually freaked out?
0: Right. And maybe I read that scene earlier on incorrectly. Maybe it was like, oh, uh, I mean, it was probably just the wind. But maybe he was actually nervous, mm-hmm. but that's not how I read it, but... Either way, he's sending mixed signals.
1: (laughs) He's sending so many mixed signals. Mm -hmm.
0: But so after Stanley goes to run and consult his book, she kind of, like said, leaves Mark behind because he's carrying all the fishing poles. And she passes a scarecrow and kind of just, like, looks at it. And, you know, she confirms it's not moving. Mm -hmm. This thing is stagnant. But then she thinks she sees her grandpa in the barn and she goes to find him and talk to him. But then she gets locked into the barn. Yeah. Which... It's a little alarming.
1: Pretty strange.
0: Uh, it, to me, it'd be like getting locked in a dark basement. Like, yeah. no, thank you. Nah. Um, And then she starts hearing scraping noises at the barn door. And mm-hmm. so she climbs up into the barn loft and she sees a scarecrow outside the door. Yep. What? Yep. So I guess they have like a rope that's kind of like hanging there. And she, th- you know, she's like, "This is the only way I'm going to get out of here because mm-hmm. the door is locked. You know, so she swings down on the rope yep. from the loft intending to... I think the scare she sees a scarecrow but then sees it kind of like run off and she's like, "Oh no, I'm getting to the bottom of this." So <laughs> yeah. she swings down intending to chase after the scarecrow, but then she bumps into Sticks. Yep. So of course it's Sticks. She's like, yep. "Stop trying to scare me with these dang scarecrows. I'm over it."
1: Yeah. Your joke's not funny. Right. Let's knock it off.
0: But then her and Sticks like talk for a bit and he learns that his dad ran off after she thought she saw a scarecrow. So then six runs off probably to go talk to his dad. And, you know, Jody's just standing there like, what the heck is Mm -hmm. happening?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, essentially she doesn't really see sticks and Stanley again until they get to dinner. Yeah. And so they're all at dinner and, um, grandma makes a cherry pie Mm -hmm. and she's like, Jody's kind of like, What's up with this? Don't we usually have apple because grandpa's allergic to cherries? And grandma just says it's Stanley's favorite. And that's the end of that. And that's it. <laughs> and uh, they have cherry pie. And then they go to the living room and they ask grandpa for stories again. And he says he's run out of stories. Same old excuse. Mm-hmm. Sorry, kids. No more stories. Right. Tapped out tap down and they're like all right well this is a real bummer right
0: (laughs) it's almost like mark (laughs) he's probably like typical i knew this was gonna be boring can't play games can't watch mtv they got three channels right this is what i expected but jody really has like fond memories and she's just like why is it why is this like this this is not how this is
1: yeah yeah, and they, there's, she specifically had a lot of anticipation coming up to mm-hmm. the visit, and she was, like, looking forward to it, loves all the farms and everything, and um, so she's really, she's really let down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jody has yet another restless night of sleep, and a really bad dream, where is, this is the dream where her grandparents are Scarecrows? I
0: think so, yes. Okay. Like, everyone's turned into Scarecrows yeah, yeah. and, like, kind of lunging at her or whatever. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Right. So, yeah. So, she has a dream, basically, that the Scarecrow gets into her window. hmm And it turns out that it's her grandpa, and he's a Scarecrow. And so, then she opens a door, and her grandma's there, and her grandma's a Scarecrow, and it's uh, this whole... Attack! I would say this, a, it sounds like a very, like, it, I mean, if I had
0: that dream today, that would scare me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's a bit
1: alarming. It, it, yeah. I envision, like, the way that the faces, the the burlap faces mm-hmm. are described, it kind of makes me think of that movie, Strangers, or The Strangers, uh-huh. Uh-huh. where they have, like, the white sacks on their faces. Uh-huh. That's what I'm thinking. That's what yeah. i like, And those are, that movie is
0: I, I have not watched that movie. I don't, you know, I like a lot of scary movies. Most of them are clearly fiction Uh or focused on one specific person Mm -hmm. slash group of people that are not me. Yeah. But in movies like Strangers, where it happened to you because you answered the door or because you were home. Yeah. Slash it could happen to anyone at any time in real life. Yeah. That's not fun for me. That's not fun. Real
1: danger lurking out my door? No,
0: thank you. I
1: know. This world, like, real life is scary enough Uh huh. that I don't need to heighten those senses. No, 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 no. I... I I just don't. I yeah. don't you know. A, a, a slasher? Yes. Right. I'm not worried about Michael Myers out here. Right. Especially, Ghostface
0: is going after Sidney Prescott.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Michael Myers. He ain't coming after Winnie. That's right. <laughs> he don't care. <laughs> Ghostface, uh, Jason, mm-hmm. Michael Myers, they they don't care about us. Yeah. You know, we're not Lori.
0: Yeah. We're not in the town we're that not- they. That they, you know, creep around.
1: This is not Camp Crystal Lake. No. We're just chilling. And so they don't care about us. Right. So watching those is like no big deal at all. Exactly. But yeah, The Strangers, horrifying. Right. Yep. Super horrifying. When, uh, well, that's an old, that's kind of an old one. I think I watched it when it like first came out. I Mm -hmm. don't remember who I watched it with. I do not do scary movies by myself. Right. That's just, that's silly. That's silly. <laughs> you wouldn't want to do that to yourself. No. That's why I watch Hallmark movies when Dakota's gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this house could could lean mm-hmm. creepy if you like watched a scary movie and then had to sleep in this house yeah. by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It probably... Every
0: settle move, every yeah. nail popping in, in the wall is someone coming to get you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We're not taking any chances. Nope. <laughs> not putting the thoughts in our heads. <laughs> nope. But yeah, so
1: yeah. Her her
0: dream is uh, quite
1: unsettling. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's scared and but then she wakes up in the morning and she realizes it was a dream. Poof. Like, okay. Thank God. hmm And her allergies are flaring up. They're really rocking her world right now. Right. I've never suffered from allergies, but I uh, I gather that it sucks. Yeah.
0: Yeah, your your eyeballs are watery and running mm-hmm. down your face. Your nose is either clogged or running,
1: you mm-hmm. know. It's unpleasant. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good time. She's holding out some hope that there's gonna be pancakes this morning. Nope. <laughs> it's cornflakes. <gasps> Not even like a fun cereal. It's I know, product. nothing and with the flakes. marshmallow, you know? Yeah. yeah, no Reese's puffs.
0: No. This is cornflakes. Cornflakes.
1: Which, I mean, I like cornflakes. I like a good bowl of
0: cornflakes.
1: But when you're 11, 12 years old, probably not looking for cornflakes. Right. Or just if
0: you have your taste buds set to pancake. Yeah. Cornflakes ain't going to cut it.
1: When you are craving a very specific food, Uh nothing else is going to satisfy that need.
0: Nothing Nothing else will do. No.
1: Whenever I have ice cream on the brain... It's ice cream or nothing.
0: Oh, yeah. I was thinking about eating a cookies and cream ice cream cone before I left the house because I have some ice cream cones and I have some
1: Mm -hmm.
0: of that ice cream, the the soft one I was telling you about that makes it, like, extra creamy. Mm. Yeah. I thought about before I left the house, I didn't really have time, but you bet your buns, like, but when I walk back in that door, I'm making myself an ice cream cone before bed.
1: Yeah. If not
0: tonight, then I will certainly have one tomorrow.
1: Exactly. Uh, And this is where Jody's at. Yeah. So she's double let down mm-hmm. on morning two. And she asks her grandma, she's like, hey, grandma, um, what's up with the pancakes? And her grandma's like, <laughs> why oh, no I pancakes? I forgot how to make those. And she's like, hmm, that seems, seems untrue. Uh-huh. uh And she tries to ask her grandma if everything's okay. And her grandma just kind of like brushes it off, yeah. deflects it, and suggests that her and Mark go for a horse horseback ride. Right. So she's, you know, employing elusive maneuvers here. Yeah, she's got tactics. She's got tactics.
0: (laughs) But, you know, so Mark and Jody get their horses. They just kind of bop along. They're not expert riders. This is not.
1: Yeah.
0: This is something they do like once a year and they can do like a soft trot. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not we're not doing jumps and tricks over here. Yeah.
1: These are not dressage.
0: (laughs) No. Horses. No, no, no. So they're they're trotting along, but then all of a sudden, a scarecrow jumps out in front of the kids on the horses, and these horses, rightfully so, freak out. Freak out, and both the kids get thrown off the
1: horse. Yeah, and Jody kind of like blacks out for a split second.
0: Yeah, and and Mark breaks his wrist mm-hmm. <laughs> or his arm. Yeah, yeah, his wrist. Yeah, it's like these kids could have died.
1: Like that. Those are straight up injuries. She's probably concussed.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I was kind of waiting for it to be, like, out of my head. But.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, it does describe her as blacking out, but she never, like, mentions any further, like, pain. But right. she's definitely concussed. 100%. You don't just black out and not have a concussion. Right.
0: And then, you know, after waking up after such a traumatizing event, she thinks she sees this, like, skeletal hand reaching for her. But, oh, it's just Stanley. It's just
1: <laughs> it's just Stanley.
0: They got us again. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Stanley actually saw the scarecrow jump out at them. So that's why he came over. Yeah. Um. So, but he's more focused on the kids being injured. So he notices that, you know, Mark's wrist is hurt. One of the horses actually ran off. So there's only one left. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Stanley's like, hey, I'm going to take Mark back on the horse. Can you walk back? Which... I've broken a bone. I broke both bones in the bottom half of my uh, leg before, my tibia and my fibula. And even the car ride, like just the car bumps Mm -hmm. sent me through the roof. I was just like, could you please stop hitting speed bumps? My mom's like, I'm not. You know, it was awful. It hurt so bad. Can you imagine having a broken arm and like bouncing on a horse? No. No. I think I would have been like, I will walk. Yeah. But then again, if he's in that much pain, maybe he wants to get there quicker quickly. Yeah. But I can guarantee you that bopping up and down with a broken bone is mm-hmm. an absolute no no.
1: It's a it's a no.
0: But either way, Stan is taking Mark on the horse while Jody walks back and she gets so mad at this. I mean, like she's like uh realizes like her and Mark could have gotten way more hurt or killed. She's just so angry, she starts like kicking the snot out of the scarecrow on the ground. I mean, it's just yeah. a scarecrow, it's just hay. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's just yeah, nothing alive about it. But mm-hmm. but she's she done playing. It. She's done playing games.
1: She's over it fully. And so they they go to lunch, and I think they kind of figure out that Mark's wrist is sprained. Yeah, but not. But it's he's gonna be fine. He'll be fine. Um. So they're at lunch, and Jody tells her grandparents everything that's been going on and her suspicions and they're dismissive and they just tell her that sticks is, it's just sticks and he's joking around and right. like no big deal. Yeah. And she's kind of like, mm, okay. I would be like, I
0: almost died. Yeah. Do we not know how serious force accidents are? Like, are For you real?
1: kidding me? I think on one hand she wants them to be right and wants it. Yes. To really like does want to have just been sticks. Right. But on as, like, a deep down, I think mm-hmm. she knows, like, something's going something on Something else is happening. Like, right. But she doesn't want to take it out on them, so she's like, fine, yeah. oh, I'll take it out on sticks. Yeah. So <laughs> she knows she's on a mission, and she's like, I'm about to find this kid. <laughs> and we're about to square up because I'm over it. <laughs> right. And um, she can't find him, but then he kind of, like, pops out of the shadows, and he's like, I warned you. And she's like uh-huh okay and he tries to he starts to explain but then he loses his chance and has to run off and i think he's going to look for his dad at this point yes so she still thinks or has part of her still thinks okay sticks is he's being a a jerk here right
0: he's a coward he He, just doesn't want to face up to what he almost did you know or is doing to
1: us so exactly She's like, I'm getting revenge. Yeah, so she's like, game on. (laughs) I'm not taking this shit lying down. Right. And so her and Mark devise this plan. Mark's going to dress up as a scarecrow, and they're going to put him by the other scarecrows and scare sticks.
0: Right. She's going to, like, lure him into the field and be like, oh, I saw one move, and then have Mark pop out and And scare him.
1: Yeah, and then that's going to get him back. Right. But, uh... I don't think it would have worked, but... <laughs> I, I agree. I don't think it would have worked. I think he would have definitely known. Yeah. But uh, she dresses up Mark. He they he, She puts him in the field. She's yeah. like, okay, stay, stay And he's here. itching eye heaven, and yeah. I just
0: feel every scratch of straw on my skin yeah. as I'm reading it. I'm like, ugh, get it off.
1: I know. So she goes to start the plant. So she's out... She has, she has to find sticks because she's got to gotta lure him into the, into the field. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to Stanley's and Sticks' house and outside of the house before she can get there a scarecrow legit attacks her mm-hmm. and so it's got her on the ground or has it's got a hold of her. yeah it's like trying to choke her it's yeah. grabbed her you know it has her in its clutches mm-hmm. and luckily Sticks opens the door and sees this and saves her yeah. He, like, gets it off of her, and now she has realized, okay, well, obviously, the Scarecrows really are walking around. Right. Because Sticks was not that thing that just attacked me. Right. And
0: he was not anywhere near where he could control it in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. But, so. like, it just stops. He throws it to the ground and it just stops moving. It's like, yeah. what? It, something's glitched, and whatever is making them be alive. Yeah,
1: because but- they're, like, alive a little bit.
0: Right, <laughs> a little
1: bit. <laughs> what if the book was
0: called <laughs> "The Scarecrows Are Alive"? A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> not the scarecrows walk at midnight. They're alive right. a little bit.
1: They're alive just a little.
0: Because <laughs> they don't even walk at midnight. They walk at all times of the day. This is daylight. She yeah. was riding on the horse and it yeah. jumped across the path.
1: Yeah. So right. there's a glitch in the in the magic that's and, going on here. Yeah,
0: something, so. something. Yeah. So Sticks tells Jody, finally, he explains that, you know, things are different. He explains why. He's telling Jody that Stanley, in his book, brought the sca- the Scarecrows to life and that he only put them back to sleep under certain conditions. So that's when we find out that the grandparents had to make this deal that they would be nice to him and not tease him anymore because apparently, like we said earlier, the grandpa says that, you know, St- uh, that Stanley is you know slow and stupid well apparently he doesn't just tell other people that but he like you know teases him specifically Mm -hmm. directly to his face about it Yeah. and uh, you know so he makes them promise that they're going to be nice to him and not tease him and that they're going to do what he wants so oh okay that explains the cereal and the pie and the no scary stories because he likes cornflakes and he likes cherry pie and he does not like the scary stories right So, he makes all that stuff. Yeah. Which, then you're just like, I can't blame him, (laughs) you know?
1: (laughs) Right, right. It was, um, this part was like, it made me feel sad. Yeah. Because at the beginning, you get the descriptions of the grandparents as Jody sees them, Mm -hmm. and they're like, what you think of your grandparents, they're just sweet and kind Mm and like, happy and, you know, your yeah. your grandparents, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden you get this explanation, and they're essentially, like, bullying Stanley.
0: Yeah, like, how bad did it have to be for him to be like, I'm going to make an army of scarecrows to, like... Scare intimidate you. them yeah. to where it makes them be nice to me
1: yeah and there's also like that power imbalance too between stanley and the grandparents yeah. because they're his boss right and one of the things he says about the scarecrows is that he's their boss right so he's kind of like in some way stanley doesn't have really any agency over himself because yeah. he's like at their mercy and they right. like mistreat him and right. tease him right and it really made me, like, a little sad. Yeah. And also, is this the moral of this book? Yeah. Right? Is that what the book is trying to, like, convey? Like, that consistently making fun of someone will eventually to drive them to act An in extreme, extreme, extreme ways. Yeah. yeah. Take drastic measures to stop the bullying from yeah. happening. Because that's essentially what he's doing. Right. Right. So. And I, I just wish we would have seen a little
0: more remorse from the grandparents like, because okay. it, it almost seems like one of those situations. And this really happens. There are people that like tease people relentlessly, mm-hmm. yeah. but in their mind, they're just kidding. They're just a, kidding. It doesn't mean anything. It's right. not a big deal,
1: but it's like the person on the receiving end doesn't see it that way. Exactly.
0: So it doesn't really matter how you intend it. How it's being received
1: mm-hmm.
0: is awful. Yeah. And you need to recognize that and just stop being a douche. Like.
1: Yeah. It was just like, yeah, it's so crazy. And yeah. it just, like, made me think, like, Stanley has been working for the grandparents for so long. Yeah. Again, like, it should be more of a familial yeah. bond. That's what I mean. And he, like, lives on their property. Yeah. And it just made me think that they would appreciate his vo- him more mm-hmm. have more respect for him mm-hmm. and not be cruel and like laugh at him yeah
0: and be yeah be harsh to him it's like
1: yeah quit this
0: he should not have to have gone to these means to like subdue you to the point because yeah now it's not just like uh because he wasn't just like stop making fun of me it was yeah. like not only are you gonna stop making fun of me you're gonna do what i want what yeah. i say yeah yeah you know, so he felt like he had to turn the tables completely. Right. And kind of intimidate them.
1: Yeah. That's so sad. It really is. It really is. So. But yeah, so he
0: makes that deal with them. But clearly the spell to put them back to sleep didn't fully work. Right. Because they're so kind of, like we said, sometimes alive.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, see, so Stanley comes out and sees this, the scarecrow on the ground, but then Mark who's still dressed up as a scarecrow, comes, like, running out of the 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 field. field. And so Stanley sees him and panics. Yeah, he's
0: in full panic mode, like, okay, these scarecrows are not asleep.
1: Yeah. So he runs away, and Styx follows him, and he's trying to redo the awakening spell because he thinks that he's, like, in charge of the Scarecrows and right. they'll listen to him.
0: Right. He's like, something went wrong with the first spell. I'm going to do it again. I'm yeah. going to wake him up. Yeah. And I'll tell them what to do.
1: Exactly. Um. But it doesn't work. And they don't listen to him and basically advance on everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the Scarecrows are chasing, you know, because... They're all kind of separated right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Styx and Stanley were kind of off a ways when Stanley did the spell, which it made a comment that Styx was kind of frozen while he was doing the spell. And mm-hmm. I kind of thought that that would come back into play, but it really didn't. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting to point that out, but then not have anything happen with it. Right. But yeah, so they're all kind of separated. So then Jody and Mark are still kind of where they were. So mm-hmm. yeah, these Scarecrows are coming after them and... You know, they're tripping, they're falling, you know, all this stuff. And, but I mean, they're all made full of hay. So like, as they're coming in closer, you know, obviously that's just going to aggravate Jody's allergies allergies. (laughs) and she sneezes and she notices that the scarecrows, you know, her brother jumped in surprise when she sneezed and all the scarecrows did the same. So they're thinking that the scarecrows think that Mark is their leader. So they kind of test this by having Mark do different things and their thought is oh well if mark takes his head off they'll take their heads off and this they'll they'll go they'll die they'll die or be yeah. done yeah he does it and just exposes his face and they're like oh you're not one of us you're right. not our bu-. you know these scarecrows are apparently fairly smart so this did not work at all <laughs> yeah and they begin to attack again so they run to warn their grandparents and they kind of run into the rest of the group, so the grandparents and Stanley and Sticks, we're, we're all together now. Mm-hmm. And we're just being advanced upon. And earlier there was a comment about a torch that was, like, always lit in the back of the barn. Mm-hmm. It didn't really seem significant at the time. It was just kind of like, oh, there's a torch burning over there. Well... There was a reason for it, because Styx, just in case, had this torch constantly burning. So he actually ran, you know, found a hole in the scarecrows, I guess, ran to get the torch, and he basically burns up all the scarecrows, and, this cr- and the crisis is over. Yep. So. Yep. Styx, who we thought was our mean
1: boy villain, saved the day. He saved the day. And basically, that everyone kind of goes to bed after that. They're yeah, just I like, guess All right, let's yeah. go sleep now. Yeah, I um, guess it's
0: like the stress <laughs> is over and everything's okay again. Yeah.
1: So the next day, things are like back to normal, which I thought when we woke up the next day that we were mm-hmm. going to get pancakes, but there's like no mention of the pancakes. I thought that too. I was like we're so, finally going to get the pancakes. Yeah. I, I thought that would ha- that was going to like round out our yes, story, but yes. Uh, we didn't. We didn't get the pancakes. We didn't get the pancakes. Um, but it's the next day. Things are back to normal. Um, Mark is reading his comics. The grandparents are kind of taking a nap. Sticks went to get the mail, and Jody is just kind of chilling. She's in the den, and Stan is in the kitchen reading his book, his superstition book, which someone
0: should have been like, "Hey, we're have, gonna bury this somewhere." Yeah, they
1: should have <laughs> confiscated it. <laughs> yes. Um But Jody th- can hear him like murmuring, and then she notices that the bear in the den starts to like growl and move mm-hmm. and she yells out to Stanley, "What chapter have you been reading?" And then the book is over. yeah <laughs> <laughs> So it's like that kind of something that I think happens in a lot of like the shows from this time yes where something happens at the end and it's like, well, time for another one right. Like, so. wait! No, 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 no! no, Don't leave me on this cliffhanger! What do you mean? Yeah. So that, and that's the end of the book. That's it. Heyo. Yeah. So again, our next novel. Before we give our final thoughts, we'll go ahead and tell you our next book, and it yeah. is The Prisoner of Azkaban. Woo. Well, you knew this was coming because yep. we did Chamber of Secrets not that long ago, right? <laughs> so, doing them on a consistent basis.
0: So, yeah, and this is this is when we kind of take that tonal shift, at least, yeah, movie wise, but I would say book wise, things intensify as well.
1: Yeah, things get a little, um, a slightly darker tone, yeah, a slightly more mature tone. Mm-hmm. Um, coincidentally, also about bullying. Yes. And a lot of moments. Right. Yep. We have a lot of moments where that's at play. hmm So, you know, this is... And they're 13 now, so mm-hmm. it's like they're teenagers. Yeah. So, yeah. It, I think that also plays a part. We get our first, like, hint of Harry's crush. Uh-huh. So, it... It's not fully out until the next book, but you right. get, like, a smidgen of it Like, he one.
0: notices someone. Yeah,
1: the first time you see him, like, notice a girl. Yeah. So, yeah, they're easing us in to, yes. like, that teenage boy mind. For sure. For sure. So, and largely, a lot of people claim Prisoner of Azkaban as their favorite book of the series. Uh, I feel like that's a hot take because yeah. I just can't. I love Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Like it's great, but I also love all of them. Yeah, but yeah. when I sit down and I'm thinking about my personal Harry Potter hierarchy, it mm-hmm. is not Prisoner of Azkaban number one. No, so I'm always a little confused by that because it's still very like kids' book.
0: Yeah, and I, I looking back now, like I, it, it's definitely obviously good. We've already talked about that; they're all amazing. Yeah. But. I don't know. I almost feel like the Chamber of Secrets story is actually more interesting. Hmm. Like, in yeah. a keeping you guessing the whole time kind of thing, where in this, I don't know. And and maybe it's just because I I know it now, so it's not as... It's probably just because I, I, I know, know
1: the story. The like,
0: story. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no real yeah. danger. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't know, because I know the Chamber of Secrets as well, but it's just, I don't know. It's like, it just seems like if, if the intention that they think that he has is really there, like there are things that are kind of deflecting that. So mm-hmm. I, don't yeah. I don't know. I don't I, know. It's definitely not my least favorite, but there are parts of it where, and they keep pointing out Hermione being in like two, two classes at once and how it's not possible. And I'm just like, either tell us or don't, but like stop bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It sounds dumb. No, the, yeah. the I guess that one's not less interesting than Chamber. I don't know. I, I just, I, it's not my favorite either is basically what I'm trying to yeah. say.
1: It's good. Yeah. It's, I remember, but it's not,
0: it's not my favorite.
1: Yeah. I remember the first time I read it, I was uh, a little like, mm, this doesn't feel as exciting as the first two. Yeah. But um, it, it improves on the reread.
0: There's a me. lot of animosity and not a ton of things going on like a thing will happen mm-hmm. but then we go back to normal life and maybe that's what it is because mm. there's Could be. we're just waiting for the next thing to happen rather than investigating something yeah like there, in the last book like chamber of secrets we're actively trying to figure out like what the heck's going on right whereas in this one we're just like waiting for the next thing to happen and while we're waiting for the next thing to happen oh,
1: this w- other like regular life stuff happens exactly yeah that that's true but we will uh get Deep dive in right into that next time. Yes, uh, we are going to be doing this in two parts. Uh huh. But we're not going to do a synopsis and discussion. We are going to do first part of the book, second part of the book.
0: Yes, this this will work way better for the way that we like to discuss things.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. Um, I feel like this this way will be more successful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, expect that. Indeed, they will be. Uh, Differentiated. I assume we will label them part one, part two. <laughs> yep, yep. So it that sounds like a solid plan to foolproof. me. <laughs> so yeah, I guess our final thoughts now. Yeah, do you like to go?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I am gonna give this one a, a three out of five, which probably seems wild compared to the other things I've also given like a three out of five. Yeah, but in the context of what it is and who its audience is. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just... It's a well-written book, like I said, for for the audience that it's made for. I like the descriptions of the scenes. It's not too much, but it gives you enough mm-hmm. so that you feel like you're in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the cliffhangers at the end of the chapters, like I said, I felt like they were more clever and weren't, like, totally cheap. But, like, they were well-placed in a way to, like, keep – to keep you want to keep reading, um, which I thought was very clever. mm mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like I said, I just I feel like it's the story itself is well written. There are definitely some like questions and threads that aren't tied up. Um, but overall, I I enjoyed it as like a little quick read. But I definitely think that it has the bones for a way more intricate and better story. Mm-hmm. But I do think what's there is a really good base if you wanted to turn that into a book you know, that's a little bit more mature. Gives you a little bit more information, like mm-hmm. where he gets the book from, and mm-hmm. and different stuff like that that we kind of talked about. You know, yeah. like yeah. where Stick's mom slash Stanley's
1: yeah, I, significant
0: other. You know, right. the you know see the grandparents kind of learn their lesson mm-hmm. and. and just different things that we kind of talked about throughout the discussion. You know, there there are definitely things hanging out there or that could have been dug into deeper. But again, I'm taking into account that this is made for younger kids, mm-hmm. not young young, but you know, younger, younger. Yeah. So um, with that in mind, I I give it a three out of five. I th- I, I think it's just so a, a well written book for its demographic.
1: Agreed. Um, I gave this one a two point five. Out of five, I it was quick and nostalgic to read, for mm-hmm. sure. I didn't read Goosebumps books when I was younger. A lot of people in my class did. Mm-hmm. I remember it being very popular um, on library day. Yeah, oh, I bet. But I never read them when I was young. Um, but I did watch the show. Mm-hmm. And I also watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? I was a religious watcher of Are You Afraid of the Dark, so this, it gives this vibe, right? That's, this is the kind of stories they told on that. Yeah. I think Are You Afraid of the Dark might have been a hair edgier, like, a bit more sinister. I think it was, and it definitely, (laughs) it scared me. Some of those stories were legitimately scary. Yes. And it was, this was a Nickelodeon show, so it was Mm -hmm. definitely marketed to kids. Yeah. So, but reading this definitely brought that nostalgia factor yeah I could certainly tell this was written very specifically for children I would I would have probably read this at age eight
0: mm-hmm.
1: just thinking of the the structure the way that it the sentences are put together I feel like I was reading at this level maybe probably eight years old for content probably mm-hmm. maybe a little younger for. Uh, actual, like, structure. Yeah. But, you know, 8 to 10, I would say, would be the target demographic for this book. Their style and structure are very appropriate for that sort of transition period when you're coming out of, like, illustrated children's books Mm -hmm. and into chapter books. I think this is right there in that center. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of like the Junie B. Jones Mm -hmm. books. Like, they're very short. They have a few chapters. And very few like illustrations. So it's weaning you into more mature books, a more complex plot. Yes. It's getting you used to a complex plot with multiple characters. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's perfect for that middle grade sort of area. Uh, overall I had, I enjoyed reading it. I mm-hmm. mean, it was about an hour and a half of my time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was fun. The, it is difficult to kind of assess it yeah. appropriately because the whole time you can tell, you, you could just tell this is a book written for kids. Yes. And when you're in your 30s, <laughs> it's really <laughs> hard not to think About it, the way that you approach just reading in general. Yeah. So I I started, when I started reading it, I had my pen and I was, like, underlining things. But after a while, like, just a few pages, I was like, I can't, I have to just sit here and I just have to read this book because this is not a Dorian Gray. Right. (laughs) I'm I'm not looking for, like, uh, complex metaphors and very dense prose right this is not what I'm doing here no so I had to like almost untrain my brain so mm-hmm. that I could just read it right
0: and that's like I kept saying like I feel like there are good bones there but yes yeah. it's it's very obvious who it's written for yes but which is good <clears throat> yeah
1: because yes. when you're eight years old this is what is going to make sense to your brain.
0: Exactly. They're not wondering the, the extra things that they're no. wondering. <laughs> right. They're just
1: like, phew, glad we solved that. Wait,
0: what do you mean? Why did you bring the bear
1: to life? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, they, might, they probably would pick up on, like, the making fun of Stanley thing. Yeah. Fun of Stanley. That's mean. Exactly. That's probably. They got out of it what they should have. Yeah. That's far as far as they're going to go on that instead of like uh, the explanation that I went on. Right. right?
0: While also, you know, (laughs) dealing with, you know, something kind of spooky, like kind of dipping your little toe into that. Arena yeah. and also just like, you know, not only were the grandparents bullies, but then Jody was dealing with what she thought was Sticks a bully. bullying her. Yeah. So yeah, you kinda got two different sides of that as well. Right.
1: But yeah. And two different sort of reactions to the bullying. Like right. Jodi's standing up for herself, whereas Stanley is kind of um, turning the tables. Right. Which right. Jody kind of does, too. At, she, at the, least she tries, tries yeah. <laughs>
0: right. And, like, you were saying, the Goosebumps show and Are You Afraid of the Dark, I definitely watched both. Mm-hmm. I was into all those, like, you know, Eerie Indiana and So Weird. Like, I liked all those shows that were mm-hmm. kind of, like, spooky, supernatural mystery, but, like, light for, you know, mm-hmm. youths. <laughs> the youths. <laughs> the youths. Um, there were actually another set of books... I believe similar to Goosebumps, they were called Shivers. Mm. And there's only one I specifically remember reading, but it I remember it really scaring me. And it had to do mm. with like farm animals coming to
1: life. Like, like Pet Cemetery? <sighs>
0: not like pet sanity it was it or i guess i shouldn't say coming to life um having sentience and like coming after the people on the farm
1: oh
0: and i can't remember the name of it
1: animal farm
0: yes i was gonna say so it was probably like kind of a kid version of that but i mean i that one stuck with me for a long time like i haven't reread it or found it or anything i think i found it on but i can't remember the name of it but I just remember as a kid, like, that one, like, I had a bad dream about it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, you know, that one got me, so. There's always, like, that one story that sticks out for mm-hmm. you as a kid. Yeah. Like, mine were from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark.
0: Those were not for children.
1: Listen, those were <laughs> I am absolutely certain. not for children. I am certain those are not for children. The stories, but they're
0: advertised for children, right?
1: Oh, yes. They're marketed as children's books. And they were in our elementary school library. Like, when I was in fourth and fifth grade, which I was nine in fourth grade, ten in fifth grade, all – that was, like, the rage. Like, the there are three volumes of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Everyone's reading them. The illustrations yeah. are horrifying. The stories are scary. Like, to this day, I check my back seat before I get in it, in yeah. my car. Yeah. Because of – the High Beam story
0: from See, Scary <laughs> Stories on the Dark. Those ones are just too intense. Like they were yeah. they're not intended for the age group that they're intended
1: for. Also, one of the stories in there is like about the hook guy. And they they have
0: a scarecrow story in there too, I think.
1: Yes, they do. It's called Hank. Yes. And it's Hank. considered the scariest of the three volumes. Right. Because
0: and I guess maybe we, we should have done that, but I just thought this would well, this be one's much a more fun, fun little
1: nostalgic, <laughs> you know. Yeah. The Hank story is terrifying.
0: Like, and I haven't read those books. I just saw the, the Guillermo del Toro. I don't know if it's produced or directed. I think it's maybe mm. produced because I love Guillermo del Toro. Um, Hellboy specifically. But well, and other stuff. I digress. That's not the important part. But yeah, the Hank part of that movie was, like, really horrifying. Like, the, the straw, like, growing out of the guy's mouth and stuff. Like, just, oh, oh.
1: Yeah, it's not good. It's, I think it's even worse. I've not seen the movie that they made, but in that story, I'm pretty sure, like, I haven't read it in a very long time, but I'm pretty sure that Hank the Scarecrow, when he comes to life, kills the two guys that created him and like takes their skin to wear. i'm pretty sure i could be wrong but that's how i remember it
0: wow yeah that's even different than the movie in the movie the spoiler alert (laughs) and i haven't watched it in a while but i think there's this kid that's like a bully and i can't remember if he's also being a jerk to the scarecrow too or he's like out there trying to mess with somebody but the scarecrow basically ends up like he ends up getting cursed to also be a scarecrow. Like I said, like straw starts like growing out of him. But I also feel like they tried ripping him apart. I don't really know. Maybe I'm mixing up. There are lots of things with scarecrows where they're like ripping people apart, stuffing them full of hay. You know, like mm-hmm. real graphic stuff. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like we said, that sort of inanimate object with a face, yeah, that resembles a human. Yeah, there's a lot of. Scare potential and all those things
1: for sure. But yeah, either way, <laughs> this is definitely I feel like kid appropriate. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't get too weird or scary. No, it has it has some like heightened
0: moments that could be a little scary, but most of them are explained away by yeah. oh, it was just my imagination. Just a broom. The, I would say the worst one was probably the bad dream.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Though getting thrown off a horse, that was pretty terrifying or being like you know actually grabbed at but it was diffused very quickly but
1: right it's not like graphic and i think a child you know obviously a kid eight nine ten years old can
0: handle it they're looking for that like kind of slightly thrill scare they're gonna you know they're gonna get it but it's not gonna be scarring
1: yeah this is not gonna scar a child i don't think now, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is going to scar everyone. Right. We're all scarred from it. <laughs> you know, TikToks talk about, like, reason why millennials are the way that we are, and it, we're, like, the Harry Potter generation. Yeah. Whatever. I feel like uh, more attention needs to be paid <laughs> to the fact that all of us were reading Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark when we were in, like, <laughs> fourth and fifth grade. Yes. Without parental supervision. From the school library. You know. This has affected us in some way, I'm sure.
0: The days were wild, man, because I know people that watched, like, The Exorcist at an age that would shock you, you know?
1: <laughs> Just, oh, that I, was me. My, yeah. One of my favorite movies when I was, like, nine, ten years old was I Know what You Did Last Summer.
0: <laughs> what like, are
1: you legit? waiting for, huh? Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's good. But I, yeah, for a child, probably not. But I mean, that one's not even nearly as scary as. The ex- I still to this day have not watched that movie to the end. The got-
1: original Exorcist. I've Correct. never seen it. Never I
0: was at that. a friend's house. They turned it on. I got to a certain point in the film, which I will not repeat, <laughs> and I said, "Thank you, but no thank you." And I went downstairs and watched, I think it was 16 Candles or something like that. Classic. With the uh, with the the household's mom instead. While they finished the movie, upstairs. yeah. So I no no judgment to them whatsoever. Mm. It just it was too much for little me and yeah. uh, current me has also decided not to revisit.
1: Yeah, I don't. There's not really a specific reason I've never watched it. I just never have, and I think uh, at this point I just feel like it might be too late to watch mm-hmm. it. Like. Mm-hmm. It's not going to affect me in any real way. I'm going to maybe just judge it because it's so old and be like, oh, that those special effects are shit. I don't know. I feel like it would affect you a little. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Well, maybe I'll freaking watch. There's a new possession
0: movie. Yeah. Well, the the
1: two girls.
0: Yes. And it's called The Exorcist. And I guess it's supposed to take place I don't remember if it's supposed to take place um, many years after the first or if they're also taking the second into account because the second also has the same girl from the first. Oh, But I don't know if they're ignoring the second one or not. But it does have, and this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer. trailer. It's got the mom from the first one in the new one. I don't know if she's like a con like as a consultation yeah. or
1: whatever.
0: I'm not sure huh. what her role is, but I've, I've seen videos of people going through, because this year Universal Studios had that haunted house even before the movie was released, mm-hmm. which part of me was like, isn't that going to give away spoilers? But the people that are going to that movie already kind of know what to expect, so I don't think it's going to spoil or deter anyone mm-hmm. from watching it if that's what you want to experience. But just watching the people go through the... That haunted house. I was like, "That's a no for me, thank you." <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. I mean, I, would, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about exorcism movies. Anyway, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just not necessarily my thing. Mm-hmm. I like hauntings. Right. But possession is weird. I don't know. It always gives me a, the ick kind of. Yeah, yeah. It, it it it
0: again falls into another category of just. It's just not something that's an entertaining to me. Just like the yeah. strangers. Yeah. That's it's horrifying not. and not entertaining to me. Possession films, especially ones like as graphic and serious as like The Exorcist, yeah. are not entertaining to me. Yeah,
1: it's just not. Yeah, it's not entertaining for me either. And it's, I don't know, because it's not the, like, religious factor either, Mm -hmm. because I can separate fiction from actual, like, religious faith. Like, I don't feel that weirdness. It just, I don't know. They're normally just
0: super gross. They are really gross, generally. The goos and the things and And you know
1: the contortions that always gives me the ick too yes yes. so it turns my stomach rather than like speeding
0: up my heart a little you know so if it turns my stomach I'm not gonna I'm just not gonna watch yeah
1: (laughs) I'm I'm fairly squeamish generally anyway so that that kind of stuff like the gross and like the like torture gore also I can't do nope. I don't do that either. None of that. I can't mm-hmm. do that. Hostile? No way, Not Jose. No. <laughs> yeah, I can't do any of that shit. Mm-mm. It's just because I feel like I can like feel it. You yes. Know? It yes. It makes me do that. Like, hunch. yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like I you literally
0: crunch your body up. Like, yeah. Ugh.
1: Yeah, I just simply cannot. So. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, so we gotta stay with the slashers, yep. really, yep. essentially. So, and Dakota doesn't. He does. He's not really into like the hauntings or the possession yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. If we're watching a scary movie, it's more, more so like a slasher. Yeah. Yeah. I get so, that. You know, totally get that. Yeah. Anyway, that mm-hmm. was our like Halloween chat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Please rate and review us. Yes. On whatever platform you use. Mm -hmm. I know apple podcast and spotify you can audible i think you can i don't know about any any other
0: yeah i'm not sure about the other ones but yes please rate and review and send along your book recs you know let us know if you've read any of the books that we've covered if you read the goosebumps books when you were a kid if you still enjoy reading them if that's like a fun nostalgia read for you you know just let us let us know your thoughts on them.
1: Yeah, and let us know if you feel like you've been permanently scarred from reading scary stories to tell in the dark. Right, like I imagine you probably are. Right, <laughs> if right. You, if you were in school in the late nineties, you were <laughs> guaranteed scarred.
0: <laughs> you feel the echo of it still. It's you know, in there, just over your shoulder.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's in there. <laughs> You definitely check your back seat before you drive anywhere, especially in the dark. Yes. Um, Just as a (laughs) reminder, our
0: tunes and artwork and all that jazz are a collaboration of the WRB crew, a.k.a. Uh, me. Yeah, (laughs) me and Maddie. Maddie and (laughs) Witt.
1: Yeah. Um, And until next time, leave your superstitions at home and read books. Okay. Bye. Bye.